Hi, this is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. We're so glad you decided to listen to our program today. Our intent is to inform you and to encourage you. This is Are You Listening? with Jeff Archie of International Gospel Hour. In a busy world with lots of distractions, we need to pay closer attention to God. Are you listening to God's Word today? Here's Jeff. Thank you, Jay, and greetings, everyone. Welcome to the International Gospel Hour. We are on the air, and I am grateful for your time. We have some good biblical thoughts ahead for the day, and before we begin, I have a question. Are you glad? Are you glad? Friends, I like glad better than bad and even better than mad, and I know you do as well. Before we speak of being glad, I'd like to share with you, we'd love for you to join us on our social media journey. On Facebook, please go like our page, International Gospel Hour. We'd love for you to like our page. You'll be able to keep up with the things of which we are doing. We'd love for you to follow us on Instagram at International Gospel Hour and also on Twitter at Our underscore Gospel. We try to keep communication flowing and to let people know of the good works that we're doing. You may want to contact us about uh, information, Bible study material, uh, maybe where else to listen to the broadcast if you're traveling Whatever the case might be, we'd love to hear from you. And now, let's talk about being glad. Kind of puts a smile on your face, doesn't it? In Acts, the 13th chapter, the Apostle Paul preached a sermon that reflected the history of God and His people and God and His purpose through Christ. It is a beautiful reading, one worthy of a broadcast by itself but especially when Paul summarized by stating in Acts 13.32, And we declare unto you glad tidings. You know, it is of interest that when one researches the word glad in the Scriptures, we find the word 89 times. I want us to look at some of these texts, and let's be glad. Listen to the things that God has provided, wherein is gladness, and we will be glad. First, there is gladness in the power of God. In 1 Chronicles 16.31, Let the heavens be glad, and let the earth rejoice, and let men say among the nations, The Lord reigneth. Oh, the heavens are glad. Listen to Psalm 126, verse 3. The Lord hath done great things for us, whereof we are glad. There is gladness in singing. In Psalm 9 and verse 2, I will be glad and rejoice in thee. I will sing praise to thy name, O thou most high. In James 5 and verse 13, Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. Oh, I love to sing and worship to our Father. There is gladness in worship. You know, the psalmist said in Psalm 122.1, I was glad when they said unto me, Let us go into the house of the Lord. There's something about entering into the house of the Lord, to grasp hands and to hug someone, to be among brothers and sisters in Christ, the family that is there, to be encouraged. I was visiting and preaching at a congregation some time back, 
And I remember that I went out to greet people, and I'm in the foyer, and there was a stretch where I was just standing there by myself, and it was fine, because I looked back in the auditorium, and I could see people visiting, I could see people enjoying their time together. This was on a Friday evening, and they had just assembled together on the previous Wednesday night, but they loved being together. When the church comes together, what a great joy. In John 4 and verse 24, Jesus said, God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. You know, God has always told us what he expects in worship unto him, from the Old Testament through the New, and how beautiful it is to know there is gladness in worship. There is gladness in restoration. In Luke, the 15th chapter and verse 32, What did the father say to the elder brother when the prodigal son returned home? He said, It was meet that we should make merry and be glad. For this thy brother was dead and is alive again, and was lost and is found. I was visiting a dear friend in my travels recently, a dear friend and neighbor who used to live just behind us. And, of course, my dear friend, her husband, passed away. And she is still living, but she moved to another state to be with her son. And while I was in that area preaching and talking about the International Gospel Hour and making plans, I got to go by and visit with her. And, you know, when I see her, I think about when she and her husband, my dear friends, were restored. They came back. They were dead, if you will. And they were alive again when they came back into the Lord Jesus Christ. I remember that night. It was a time of merry and gladness. And I think of that. Dear friends, there's gladness and restoration. There's gladness in the grace of God. Psalm 31, 7. I will be glad and rejoice in thy mercy. For thou hast considered my trouble. Thou hast known my soul in adversities. You know, when we're down and struggling, how thankful we are that God is nearby. Are you reaching out to Him? And in Acts 11 and verse 23, speaking of Barnabas, the Bible says, Who, when he came and had seen the grace of God, was glad, and exhorted them all that with purpose of heart they would cleave unto the Lord. Now think about that passage for just a moment. He came and looked upon the church there, And he saw the grace of God and was glad. The difference it made in their lives. Titus 2 and verse 11 says, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared unto all men, teaching us that, denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. You see, God's grace is a teaching grace. It instructs us on what we should do. There is gladness in humility. In Psalm 34 and verse 2, My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Now notice where the boasting is. The boasting is not in ourselves of what we have done, but the boast is in the Lord for what He has done for us. And what we in turn do is because of what He has taught us. There is gladness in salvation. 
Listen to Psalm 40 and verse 16. Let all those that seek thee rejoice and be glad in thee. Let such as love thy salvation say continually, The Lord be magnified. Oh, how beautiful. We then go to the New Testament, and we find in Acts the 8th chapter the wonderful account of Philip and the eunuch. How Philip ran to that chariot and sat down and taught the eunuch the scripture. And what happened, the eunuch was reading from the book of Isaiah, and he asked a question in Acts chapter 8 around verse 34. Is this man speaking of himself or some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. That's nothing different than what he did to the area of Samaria, that he preached unto them Jesus. And the Bible says in Acts 8.36, And as they went on their way, they came unto a certain water. And the eunuch said, See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? Well, dear friends, if he preached unto him Jesus, he had to preach unto him about baptism. For Jesus taught that unto us and made the command of the Great Commission of Matthew 28.18-20 and Mark 16.15-16. and 16. Parallel with that, Luke's account of the Great Commission in Luke 24, 44-47, that repentance and remission of sins would be preached in his name. Remission of sins upon the day of Pentecost was attained when they were baptized into Christ, Acts 2.38. Well, when he asked the question, what doth hinder me to be baptized, Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still. And they went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. Now listen to the result. And when they were come up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught away Philip, that the eunuch saw him no more. And he went on his way rejoicing. There is gladness in salvation. Oh, our dear gracious friends, may I pause here for a moment? Are you glad? I mean, we listen to these beautiful texts, and many more await you as we wrap up our study. There is gladness in the Word of God, according to Psalm 119, verse 74. They that fear thee will be glad when they see me, because I have hoped in thy word. Studying that Word of God can grow gladness. Let us send you absolutely free a Bible study course by mail. It will come free from the International Gospel Hour with our compliments. You can study in the privacy of your own home. All you do is call toll-free at 1-855-444-6988. That's 1-855-444-6988. And a free Bible course will come your way. And now let's conclude our study. As we think about, there's gladness in judgment. Second Timothy 4, verse 8, Paul said, There is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. He was looking for something better. You know, there's gladness in faithfulness. Psalm 64.10 says, The righteous shall be glad in the Lord, and shall trust in Him, and all the upright in heart shall glory. And there's gladness in God granting us another day. Psalm 118.24 This is the day that the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Oh, dear friends, are you glad? Are you glad you listened to this broadcast has it brought a smile to your face thinking about what God provides to help us to be glad? I love that hymn, 
that has in the chorus, He has made me glad. He has made me glad. I will rejoice, for He has made me glad. To God be the glory, great things He has done. Let us be glad in Christ Jesus. Let's be glad, dear friends. And let's continue our studies together right here on the International Gospel Hour. Join us each and every time. And until next time, I'm Jeff Archie. Keep listening. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. We hope, first, that it glorified God. But second, we hope that it edified you. Listen to it again if you need to, or to other lessons in this series by going to the Media tab at our site, internationalgospelhour.com. Oh.